George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Prosper Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into our program with George McReynolds and myself as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. George, my friend, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Hanging in there. How was your holiday? Doing good. This is our first show back uh, since the holiday, so hope things are going good for you. Yeah, everything's been good. Uh, no travel. I fit, my last trip was to Palm Beach in the beginning of December, and uh, next trip is uh, February. Uh, Sun Valley, going to have uh, a financial conference with seven billionaire hedge fund managers. Oh, wow. They're not, I'm, getting, I'm going to get their advice. They're not going to get mine, so uh, <laughs> I don't have to prepare too much. just have to be a good listener. I got you. I got you. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so uh, obviously at the end of December there, uh, the last minute, uh, the government went ahead and uh, kind of quickly shuffled the uh, the SECURE Act through. We've talked about it earlier in the year uh, here on the podcast that it was before the House and some of the pieces of it. There's uh, several different pieces, and at the last minute, they went ahead and pushed that through. Uh, really, it's also the kind of the first significant change to, I guess, uh, financial planning, that type of thing, from a legislation standpoint, since around 2006. So let's spend some time on the SECURE Act today. Okay. Well, like you said, it's the most significant change since the Pension Protection Act of 2006. That's right. Yep. It was designed to expand access to retirement accounts, promote participation, preserve savings, and albeit with some changes that will restrict heirs from benefiting from continued tax deferral on inherited retirement accounts. So it's a, a matter of kind of pay me now or pay me later as far as the government's concerned. But there's really two parts. There's the first part for the employers and plan sponsors, and then it also affects plan participants and IRA owners. For businesses, there's an increased tax credit for establishing a, a retirement plan. This is for em- employers with less than 100 employees. It expands uh, access to lifetime income options. So what this means is if you have a 401k that offers that, generally an annuity-based 401k, it'll allow you some portability. This is specific to when you retire. Part-time workers cannot participate in retirement plans. Of course, the old rule, you needed 2,000 hours of work. Now you need just 500 hours of work to participate in an employer plan. And the big changes that affect most of my clients and uh, of most of all the people that are listening Uh, There's an increase in the required minimum distribution age, and the new rule allows you to wait until age 72 rather than the old 70 and a half rule. And this only affects people that are going to be turning 70 and a half in 2020. So if you were 70 and a half last year, then you have to take your first distribution by April 1st of the year following the year that you turn 70 and a half. What that means by April of 2021, April 1st of 2021, you have to start taking money out, even though they've changed it to 72. Now, one of the really interesting things is I've discussed this with my clients for probably 10 years, and uh, there's the ability to make a charitable contribution with your required minimum distribution. 
And what that means is as long as the money goes directly from the IRA to the charity, that comes off of your income, even without deductions or exemptions. It comes off on the first page and it lowers your adjusted gross income. And I've counted, it actually trickles and affects six different parts of your tax return because number one, it gets taken off on the first page and lowers your adjusted gross income. Your adjusted gross income determines how much you can take for your medical expenses and because that's seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income. Your modified adjusted gross income is what determines how much tax you pay on your social security benefits, as well as how much you pay for your Medicare Part B and D coverage. The 70 and a half limitation was the trigger for getting the charitable contribution, the qualified charitable distribution. They didn't do away with that. So even though you're not required to take out at 72, you can take out and give to a charity as much as $100,000 starting at age 70 and a half. So what we've done with with most of our clients is we've had them, uh, we've set them up with a checkbook for their IRA account. And then as long as they just write the check to the charity, Mm -hmm. I can easily pull up how much they paid to the charity. Gotcha. Or donate it. And then uh, that comes off the first page of the return. And, and uh, but it, it's a great opportunity to, uh, if you're giving money away, it's, it's you're giving away some of the government's money. Right. Uh, at least so they, they think of it. And, and George, let me just ask real quick. So obviously increasing the RMDs to 72 from 70 and a half. Now that, it, it doing, they're doing a grandfathered thing. So if you turned 70 and a half, let's say, last year in 19, let's say November or December, um, you, you have to stick with that formula moving forward. This is for folks who turn, you know, would turn or start taking RMDs after January 1. That's right. So yeah. if you return, if you hit 70 and a half at any time during 2019, you're under the old rules. And you still got to so get it done, right? Yeah. You Again, you have up until April 1st, and this is the test question on the CFP test, you have until April 1st of the year following the year that you turn 70 and a half. Right. And what that means again is April 1st of 2021, if you were 70 and a half last year or earlier. Yep. So make sure that you are, you know, asking your advisor, uh, you know, based on your age, if you were getting ready to do RMDs or just did RMDs, how that change uh, in the Secure Act might affect you. What else uh, on the Secure Act should we be aware of, George? Well, in the past, if you were still working after age 70 and a half, you could no longer put money into an IRA. You could put it into a Roth IRA, which does not have an RMD, but you could not contribute to an IRA that would lower your taxes now. So that's been repealed. So if you're working, if you have earned income, then you can still put that money into the IRA. Uh, One of the other things that's happened under the old tax law, if you received alimony, you could use the alimony to justify uh, earned income to create an IRA or Roth IRA. And if you're not grandfathered under the old, you cannot get a tax deduction for alimony that you pay, and you do not pay income tax on alimony that you receive. So alimony, the big thing is that if you're under the new rules, the alimony is no longer earned income. But if you're over age 70 and a half, and you do have earned income, then you can put that into a deductible IRA or still a Roth IRA. 
Okay. All right. And so that covers some of those pieces. Now, um, when we were talking about the Secure Act, there's, and again, this, I, I really think it's, it behooves anyone who is working with an advisor to ask how it's going to affect you because it's definitely going to affect you. There are some big pieces to this. Some of them, like any legislation, George, right? Some is good. Some parts of this are good. Some parts of this not so good. Right. Well, well one of the things that they've added is now penalty-free distributions from your IRA account for birth or adoption. Uh, if you're under 59 and a half and it waives the 10% penalty, you still have to pay the tax. Uh, and that allows you to take uh, 5000 out of your IRA penalty free to pay for birth or adoption. That's cool. All right. Um, what else? Well, th- probably the biggest thing that's going to affect people and the biggest give back is that if there's a decedent IRA, if you inherit an IRA and you're not a spouse, if you're a spouse, you can just turn it into your IRA. But if you're a non-spouse beneficiary, you have to take the account out within 10 years, where before we had something called the stretch IRA, the stretch IRA is dead. You'd be able to take it out over your life expectancy and uh, continue the tax deferral for the heir's whole uh, lifetime. Yeah, and what this really kind of takes uh, hits uh, hits is the kids, basically. For folks who, this the stretch IRA was a good, re- well, good way, excuse me, to create generational wealth and they basically removed that so if you're inheriting an ira from your family uh, from your parents for example uh, you now have to do this within 10 years versus let's say 30 or 40 or whatever right now it doesn't affect as many people as you might imagine because a lot of people make mistakes when they inherit iras okay the old rules were if you took it out based on your life expectancy in the year following the year of death uh, you only had to take out that minimum, and there's no penalty. Uh, you could always take out more, but as long as you took out that minimum, you'd be able to defer the taxes on what remained in there. Unfortunately, with a lot of um, attorneys settling estates or a lot of people settling the estates on their own, they don't do the distribution correctly. What has to happen is it moves from the decedent's IRA into a beneficiary IRA directly. There is no 60-day rollover provision for this. So in a lot of cases, it just gets paid out to the estate, and then that just kills it. It's 100% taxable then. And um, under the old rule, if you missed taking out that first life expectancy distribution, you had to take the whole account out within five years. So the new law is better in that regard because you have 10 years, and uh, it it allows you to lower the taxes. If you take it all out at once, of course, you could get spiked uh, on a high uh, marginal tax bracket. All right. So with that provision for the stretch IRA, and again, this is going to be a big component for a lot of people. uh, There are, as you mentioned, there are some exceptions to this. So do we have a little bit of an idea on some of those? Yeah. Two of the exceptions are if the beneficiary is disabled or has a chronic illness, uh, then it doesn't apply. And if the beneficiary is not more than 10 years younger than the deceased account owner beneficiary, and is a child of the deceased owner uh, who has not reached their age of majority. Okay, so age of majority and depends on the state, but sometimes it's 18 and sometimes it's 21. And so as long as that's not the case, you can stretch it based on the life expectancy. Okay. All right. So a lot of really good information here about the SECURE Act. Now, uh, the biggest component, I would say, is taking these pieces, talking to your advisor, as we've mentioned a couple times around the podcast, and then figuring out the planning and how you need to basically move forward with this, right? George, all of these pieces, it's definitely going to be worth having a conversation about how does it affect your planning process. 
Yes. And, and just like with the old rules, it's really important that you get the beneficiaries named correctly. There's lots of uh, tax traps as opposed to loopholes if you don't have the correct beneficiaries named. And uh, it requires a lot of planning. There's no way I could explain it uh, in an hour on the podcast, let alone, you know, in, in the 15 minutes that we try to, to tee these for. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what else? Anything else we need to know from this, George? Any key takeaways we should ponder? I think we've covered the high points. Of course, there's a few more things, but uh, this is enough to get people thinking and get them planning now to uh, update their IRAs, right. their beneficiaries, their retirement plan. Uh, but there's some real good gems in here Okay. Uh, with the age 72. And again, that ripples into things like Roth IRA conversions. It delays the requirement that you're uh, taking money out of the IRA that that can't be rolled over or converted. Yeah. And, and I think we should probably also mention too that the stretch is the same deal. Uh, if you're inheriting an IRA from a family member, it's only for those folks who pass away beginning as of January 1st of 2020. So if you had a loved one pass away uh, in 19, it does not, it, that's still grandfathered under the old uh, old clause. So uh, right. definitely talk with your advisor, folks. A lot of changes in the SECURE Act that are going to affect things, as we mentioned a couple times here on the uh, podcast. Reach out to George, have a conversation. Uh, if you're working with someone and you, uh, you, you're you not quite you know happy with the responses or you're not sure uh, if you want to get a second opinion, well, reach out and talk to George about it. He'll be happy to have a conversation with you. If you're already working with George and the team at McReynolds Wealth Management, give them a call about how this may affect you. Get in for a strategy session. Uh, either way, give it, reach out to them at 215-699-1050. That's 215-699-1050. George, of course, a wealth manager and chief tax strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management. As always, go to the website for prosperpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show there on Google, Apple, Spotify, various different outlets. And, uh, and you can check us out that way as well. Prosperpodcast.com. All right, George, my friend. Well, thank you so much for doing another episode with me. And I'm sure we'll talk more about various different components of the stretch and various different components of the SECURE Act throughout the next couple of months. But that's going to do it for this week on the show. So I appreciate your time. Thanks for your help, Mark. Absolutely. As always, we'll see you next time here on the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. Again, don't forget to go check us out online at prosperpodcast.com or mcwealth.com. That's mickwealth.com. We'll see you next time. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.